What's going on, people? You know who it is. This is Tay Wiggs. And Mark Singer. This is Live the Man K After Hours, man. First, we want to get right into it, man. It's a lot going on in the sports world out there. We're gonna first we're gonna start off with James Harden going off the other night with fifty-seven points. This is seventeen game streak with forty more points or better. The last person to put these type of numbers was Kobe Bryant. And as people would say back in that day, they say April showers bring many flowers. I would say April showers bring Kobe showers, killing people <laughs> everywhere on and off the court. And it's very interesting what James Harden is doing. You know, he just watching them. You know, he get away with a lot of traveling. I said, you know, he traveled more than my passport with all them stamps. You know, he leave it on the floor. You got anything you want to say about that, Mark? Yeah, he he traveled and he flopped. That's what he do. That's how he get all his points from the free throw line. And with the NBA, that, you know, uh, uh-huh. you know that you know, embrace defense more. He wouldn't be he wouldn't be on the hot streak. That's me. The the way what you would think the way James Harden is scoring at this high volume. You know, the last person to come close to a Will Chamberlain record was Kobe Bryant scoring eighty one. Do you think? That James Harden can at least eclipse the eighty scoring mark. Do you think he could do that? Yeah, I think he could if he can get to the line like twenty times. He close to it now. He can do it like eleven times a game. Yeah. If he uh, you know, he he's shooting enough threes to get it. The last game, what, what he had fifty seven last game. Fifty seven. Fifty seven. That's Just highest catch up. Fifty seven. If he makes what two more threes, that get him get him to sixty three, mm-hmm. and then let me see how many times he went to the line that game. That's, That's how gonna... man. He James Harden is a tough guard. Just not only he's playing more of a ball handler. You got to think about it. James Harden is a six seven, or at best a six six point guard, and he got size to him. He's built almost like a little defensive back. So when he's putting that shoulder into you with that little jab, he's nowhere. He's no. He's not even a small, a small guy. He is a thick guy going to the hole. When he's going to the hole, he he shifts a lot of bodies out of his way. Yeah, and he's strong. So yeah, he do get fouled, but he finish. Like even after they foul him, when he be going to the hole, you know, like an old man in a slow motion two step. He always finished. He be getting them layups in. He don't even be dunking either. No. Like, he be barely getting off the ground. That's why I don't be getting. Like, he ain't even that explosive. He, he's not that explosive. I always tell people, you know, I'll put him and Paul Pierce in that same speed. When you look at Paul Pierce, he went the fastest. He went the quickest. He kicked it off his feet. But Paul Pierce and... James Harden probably got probably got one of the most lethal jab steps I've probably seen in the league. As 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 I've been watching basketball, I did like Paul Pierce game because it, it it reminds me of one of them older guys that be at the YMCA. Hey man, can you pick me up? And he got the Nike Monarchs on, and you know he's gonna come on the court and he's gonna cause havoc. That's what James Harden reminds you of a little bit of that Paul Pierce, but with a little bit more sauce to it. Right. He got a little more, a little more sauce than Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce, you know, pubic Paul, 
You know, he had he really had an old man game with an old man body. Yeah. And he ain't shoot the three like James. Like James, that step back from three is like to pattern and move. Like everybody doing it. Like I I ain't see a move like that picked up since Allen Iverson crossover. The step back travel three. Or Tyron Woo. Or front of the Lakers <laughs> bench. I'm picturing you not forget that. What was that the two thousand was that the two thousand and one? NBA Finals, I believe. And, you know, I thought Kobe should have won the MVP because Kobe was going off. He put pretty much almost the same number as Shaq did on the offensive end. He both was, they both two of those guys scoring 30 or better. And you're looking at James Harden. Yes, he won the MVP last year. And the performance that he's pulling on right now, you can't even argue that he get an MVP vote from a lot of his peers around the league and probably not if the coaches are some um, NBA beat writers. If I could vote, I'll probably give James Harden a vote just because of what he's doing. No Chris Paul. Right now, he's, he's going to miss Clint Capella for four to five weeks getting a, for the thumb surgery. There's a lot going on with the uh, Houston Rockets. And he has no Eric Gordon. He's just picking the load up. No CP3. How can we forget that? Right. He really just doing it by himself. I mean, like I said yesterday, 57 points out of – well, they, they put up on 41, though. I mean, no, no, that wasn't the score, was it? What was the score of the game? One they just beat Memphis. They beat them 112-94. He had half the point. Like, what? The crazy thing, this, this is what the TV not talking about. James Harden had 57 points, right? He was 17 from 33 from the field with nine rebounds. And... and <laughs> 17 for 33 is putting up some good numbers. And and you looking at where the next the next closest person to him to have points on the team was um Daniel House Jr. Rivers? Daniel uh, House Jr. Oh, Mm-mm. And I'm looking at the free throw discrepancy. James Harden was 17 from 18 from the free throw line. He missed, he missed one free throw. Shot 94% from the free throw line. He shot 40% from the three ball. I mean, what else? And he had four personal fouls. He outscored his team by two points. So he had 57. His team had 55. So I'm looking at James Harden as, as one of those guys. Let's get to these Los Angeles Lakers. You know, I'll, and I'm, you know I'll, I'm one of the guys who watches the big baller brand thing on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. I love what LeVar Ball said. Never lost. But right now, <laughs> this team is 3-11. and They lost a lot of games. With no LeBron James, as you, as you can put your input on this, as you sit down and watch this, and you see where the Lakers are struggling at, LeBron James, for every team that he has played on, even those Cavaliers teams that he went to the NBA Finals with, he had a three-point shooter. You're looking at where the Miami Heat team, he had a couple of three-point shooters. Came back to Cleveland, had a couple of three-point shooters. He goes to L.A. and don't have a three-point shooter. Their best three-point shooter on the team is him. LeBron James. The next closest person to him is, is KCP. And he is not good. <laughs> right. <laughs> he and, is and, not good. And I'm trying to figure out what they're going to do on this trade deadline. There's a couple of names out there who I think should get picked up. Uh, I'm looking at Bradley Beal. Could he get moved to L.A.? Or... Could the Cavaliers find some way to trade Kevin Love to L.A.? Because we know LeBron James 
do like Kevin Love as the part where he knocked down threes. But what's going to hurt them, they still need a deep three ball. They need someone out there that can knock down a three ball. Because when late game situations, you can't rely on a Rondo to shoot a three. Not a Brandon Ingram. Right. Not a Kyle Kuzma. I mean, all you got is LeBron James. What you think? I mean, speaking of who we just talked about, James Harden, he meant, he shot 18 free throws yesterday. He meant one. Right. The Lakers are horrible. Like, not only do they not shoot threes, they can't make free throws. They can't right. make a jump shot. In the front office, this is really who this is on. You know, they was banking on LeBron. They got Brian. Brian come. You know, they doing good. You know, Christmas Eve, that was that what they was in fourth place. Fourth Brian place. go down. Everything go to shambles. They were relying on these young guys. They were relying on the, the better the uh the BBB, which which Big Baller well. Brand. <laughs> <laughs> ain't going well. Uh, Brandon Ingram. <laughs> Brandon Ingram, he he don't he can't shoot. He ain't he ain't as good as they uh, projected him to be. The only right. person that really giving Brian help is Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, and, not... you know, and he he can't. He ain't a shooter. He basically doing what LeBron doing. It's like a redundancy. So they ain't got nobody to spread the floor, um, and they and they ain't got no no shot makers besides LeBron. But when LeBron ain't everything go well. That's just like that's been his story for the past couple of years. When he and everything go well, but in right. the West, he can't be out for too much longer before that that, that ship is sailed. Or there's no yeah, playoffs. Might as well just sitting down. Right, like you said before he before the injury, they was four C right, no more than five. Right. Since since this three to eleven landfill, this landslide, these guys feel always in nice spot. They out of the playoffs looking in. And you're looking at a young, like a young, another team in the West that people barely talk about. And I like his game, Swiper the Fox. You're looking at the, Sac- the young Sacramento Kings, Darren Fox. They 23 and 21, right? They right there. Right. The Lakers and the Kings have the same record. And I'm looking at where LeBron James is going to come back soon. If they don't, it's going to be doomsday because every, I'm, let's be honest, anything from the, from the, what? From the 14 C in the West, all the way through the AC, back and flip flop anyway. You're looking at where anybody from the let's put this anybody from the third C all the way down to the 12 C can flip flop. So you can't afford to lose no more than three games. If you lose three games, you could easily fall. The Rockets could easily fall from that four C all the way back down to the 10 spot. That's how that's how competitive the West is. As you look at the East, whereas you got the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard, you're looking at them. This is I got to tell people this this Raptors team, and people say this this team is really good. I said yes. I said look, addition by subtraction. You got rid of <laughs> you got rid of Demar Derozan, and and, and I tell people this the reason why they probably got rid of Derozan too, because you look at it whereas. Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan's friendship was that tight. And, and their friendship wasn't – that wasn't transpiring into wins from the floor. They had more of a really a brotherhood situation over there. The way these guys can become their own guy, again, we got to get rid of one. Do I think they should get rid of DeMar DeRozan? 
Uh, I don't know. But you look at where, how Kyle Lowry numbers has went up a little bit more. He's not, I think he's what, a top five point guard who leads the league in assists. Even his points went up. Productivity is way much better. Uh, he's more, he's more dependable than ever. But you know, this is the East. We're going to see what he do because you know he do disappear like who didn't the playoffs. But Kawhi Leonard. He got decompressing in playoff time. Yes. <laughs> playoff yes. time. He, he decompressing. He's gone. As you look at a Kawhi Leonard comes from the West who won the NBA Finals, who been the Finals MVP, bring, him and Danny Green bring that same championship pedigree to the Raptors. And they made a coaching move that people barely talk about. The assistant coach takeover, Nick Nurse, takes over for Dwayne Casey. And Dwayne Casey is coaching the Pistons, who's sitting in 10th seed in the East with an 18-24 record. And if you're looking at the coach of the year, uh, uh, the coach with the Raptors is doing and the Milwaukee Bucks is doing, these guys know how to get the best out of his team. What I like about the Raptors is, I'm going to keep it short on this one, Kawhi Leonard plays tremendous defense. He's one of the best two-way players in the in the league. I'm looking to have with Nick Nurse when his star lineup came in through the season. And he and he's had a Baca start and put Valer Tunis on the bench. It gave them it sped the game up for them more of an up tempo. It gave the Raptors more of an up tempo pace to move the ball, which I definitely do like. I'm looking at OG Odubawa. Is his name? I, if I said it right for Toronto, Anobi. Anobi. OG Anobi. Yeah. That guy right there get buckets, man. Long arms, play both ends of the floor. He and he's looking like a most improved player of the year candidate for me too, man. So a couple of them of them out there, but I got him up there as one, one probably one of the top three finalists for my um most improved player. London OG. That's OG. A cool OG OG and an Obi. <laughs> right, Obi Wan Kenobi. And I'm looking at. We go in the Lakers. What Magic Johnson and Rob Palinka going to do? They got to do something. They didn't do. They didn't make the move on Paul George. And Paul okay. George, to me, he he's my MVP so far. He's been okay. playing like lights out. So they just think about that. They could have had Paul George if they was just took the risk, traded Brandon Ingram from for the last year. Right. But instead, they said, "No, we gonna wait," and waited backfired. So he like, yeah, I want to stay out here in slow motion, OKC and fish. Well, you know, with Brody, you know what I mean? Right. So right. now they missed out on him. Uh-huh. And then Quiner come up this year in the, uh, in the summertime. They like, oh, we just gonna wait for him too. And now look, Toronto got him. And I think Toronto gonna keep him the way they playing because they gonna be in the finals. I don't, I don't see nobody beating them unless Boston get it together. You know, right. Kyrie stop having meetings. You know, maybe Boston get together and beat them. But I think they lost out by trying to wait out, trying to do what they thought was smart instead of taking a risk. Right. And now they in a predicament with LeBron or Bus. And LeBron normally uh, lead Tyler when it's LeBron or Bus. Hey, let's think <laughs> about this. LeBron James in year 16. I'm coming to the conclusion where they don't, don't nobody want to play with LeBron James. It's looking like, okay, you're the king. And what most people want to do to the king Take them out. I don't want to play with you. I'll take the crown. <laughs> like, you go to L.A., we thought, I thought in the hindsight, I thought he could have stayed in Cleveland and did his business 
in the summertime. You got two houses in LA and you got one in Bath, Ohio. You can fly to good weather. Bathtown shit. Right. You, you can go. You can do whatever you want. You, you can King do whatever James. you want. You King James. You tell me King James can get Hollywood to come to Cleveland, Ohio or Bath, Ohio. Bath Township to be exact. To come shoot more than the athlete. <laughs> he said he couldn't do it. He said it was hard. He said it wasn't hard in Miami. He don't think it's going to be hard in LA. He said it was hard there. As our parents are saying, the teacher would say, you didn't try hard enough, my friend. He <laughs> didn't try hard enough. And I'm looking at where you still didn't try hard enough because you still don't got the pieces that you need. Yeah, you trying to, the way he's trying to get people in, LeBron James is, I'm surprised that he's trying to get LeBron James a tapper in, that you having dinner with these guys and you talking about business moves. Yes, we know you got Anthony Davis now with Clutch Sports. You got KCP with Clutch Sports. You got John Wall with Clutch Sports. You got a plethora of guys on Clutch Sports. J.R. Smith, don't forget J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson. The list go on and on. Who's next? They got. You can tell he he can get one of these guys, man. They know the Lakers know. Huh? I think they're gonna have to. I think the person who's going to end up on, on the Lakers from Clutch is probably somebody who ain't going to make that big of an impact. It's J.R. Smith. I think they're going to end up making a trade with the Cavs to get J.R. And he, well, he actually may do it for him. You know, he got he's a long ball. He can stretch the floor. But I don't know if LeBron going to want him on the team at the game one of the finals last year. Well, if the Cavs are smart, too, and we can talk about these guys, too. The Cavs are smart. They go from, they go from, from first to worst. In the blink of an eye, in the summer of 2017, you lose LeBron James, you lose Kyrie Irving, you lose Kevin. You might say you lost Kevin Love due to the injury. If I was the Cavaliers, trade J.R. Smith to L.A. with LeBron. Go get one of y'all pieces. Go get you. Go get you a Brandon Ingram. J.R. Smith and his contract is almost pretty much almost the same. I think. Wait, what? No, I think he's making what? Still the rookie contract. You go get one of those pieces. If you can find somebody, go get a Zion Williamson or R.J. Barrett. You got you a nice little young core. Maybe them guys can grow together. Sometimes you just got to wait. Wait and see what's going to happen. But the, when you're looking at what the Lakers are doing, they definitely need some help ASAP because right now, I don't think they're going to come out the West. They might get – this might be one of the years we might see LeBron James get steamrolled in the first round like steamed vegetables. If he even get to a, a round – Ooh. It's, I not, think, it's looking real grim. <laughs> <laughs> On the outside looking in. Right. Next, Kyrie Irving. And these Boston Celtics. This is like one of the favorites that everybody picked coming out the East. This is the uh, Bill Simmons podcast. He loves Boston sports. <laughs> From the Boston Bruins, Boston Celtics are all the way down to Boston high school sports. And there's no run and Bill Simmons' eyes about the Boston Celtics. And me and you were talking about it earlier. Kyrie Irving. Is he a me guy? You you know what I find funny about Kyrie Irving? He left Cleveland because of what LeBron used to do. You know, he used to make those subliminal shots on Twitter. Exactly. You know, he told Kyrie, look, man, you got to pass the ball. You can't have no games with no assists no more. And right. what Kyrie doing now? He doing what LeBron doing, calling meetings, 
telling the young guys they need to pass the ball in the clutch. Right. Powell staring at his locker after right. the game. All the stuff LeBron used to do. Right. He's the, and now he's, he in that predicament. Right. He wanted he wanted his own team so bad. I keep telling people this. And I was you you know, telling Tony this. I said, Kyrie Irving, that is not his team. He said, you see, he and Tony told me this, Mark. You think so? I said, man, trust me, I know so. If you look at the coach with the Boston Celtics, Brad Stevens, he had Gordon Hayward at, at Butler University, right? Right. If you look at a lot of their plays, man, before together, they don't play that long together. But when Gordon Hayward's out there, I said, dude, Brad Stevens is running some of these plays that he ran at Butler for Gordon Hayward, and they working. You're looking at the night where Kyrie Irving won it, Gordon Hayward took the game, win the shot, and what did Gordon Hayward do? Pass the ball to the next person available, shoot the game, and shot was one of the Morris twins. And you're looking at it is where Kyrie Irving came to him wrong because, like I said, Gordon Hayward probably had 30-plus points, and he was 13 for 13 from the free throw line. Where was Kyrie Irving at? Kyrie Irving dribbled, dribbled, dribbled. Like our coach said in middle school, you dribble so long on the ball, you can read the, the label on the ball, see how much it weighs. He dribbled the air off the ball. Everybody's standing around. Like you said, he's doing the same exact thing LeBron James is doing. Standing around, everybody's standing around on one side of the floor, and Kyrie Irving is dancing on people. After a while, people picks up on that. You, you know what? We're going to let Kyrie Irving beat this. Kyrie's not going to pass the ball. <laughs> Let's see if he can do it. Yeah, I but... Think- that Gordon Hayward situation, he ain't himself. He ain't really, to me, that's the really the, Kyrie got his own thing, but Gordon Hayward is like the real reason they like falling apart at the seams. If he was playing better, I know he coming off of that, that bad injury, but if he was playing just a little better, people will be ignoring some of this stuff. But since he ain't, guys like, uh, What's his name? Jalen Brown ain't getting enough minutes. Oh, you know, Marquise Morris ain't getting enough minutes. Those guys took him to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, but now Gore Hayward getting their minutes, even though he coming off the bench, he's still taking up their minutes that they would normally be getting during the clutch. Yeah, I can piggyback on that too. Do you? I want to tell you. I I would like to. This is what I see in all hindsight. Do you think it's too many good guys on that team? Oh, for sure. I mean, if you look at the yeah, Boston Celtics, is a uh... <laughs> <laughs> look. If you look at the Boston Celtics, these dudes got like four small fours on their team, and they loaded at the point guard spot. Somebody got to go. You got Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. You got the Morris twin. They had your point guard, so you got Kyrie Irving. You got uh, Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier. And you got Wanamaker who's trying to come in and get some buckets. These guys are, lo- like, loaded. Like, they, can actually get, they actually got some tradable pieces to go grab a superstar. Maybe they can go tr- package up a Jalen Brown and maybe a, Go- uh, a Gordon Hayward or a Jason Tatum and ship them off to the uh, – Tip them off to the uh, New Orleans Pelicans and get an Anthony Davis. What you think? 
Yeah, the only way they can do that, the only way they can do it though, they gotta put Tatum in the deal. Or I think you said Tatum. Tatum yeah. gotta be in the deal. But I don't think uh Danny Ainge wanna do that. I don't think he wanna give up Tatum. He, he think Tatum is the cornerstone. He the he the he the new uh the new Kobe. The new truth. The new truth in hey, being town. He's silky smooth. He is silky smooth. I just I just think I think what they messed up is when they gave Marcus Smart the money at the point guard spot. And he's not producing like how Terry Rozier is producing. I thought I thought they should have waited before they made Marcus Smart sign the contract and Terry Rozier because I think in hindsight, I think the Marcus Smart contract gonna be a bad contract for them in the long run. He only gave you but so much. He's a hothead. Um no give me right, he played a good defense, a but when flopper. he's cold, he's cold. He's a <laughs> flopper. He's definitely a flopper. And let's talk about this NBA All-Star voting. And as we go look through the West, and you're looking at LeBron James leads all vote getters in both conferences. So right now, I can't believe that. Not, not to look, be I just can't. <laughs> well, you know, look, LA so LA fan base will get out and vote. You still got people. Who's voting for LeBron James? They are from Cleveland, so you know he still gets on the Ohio votes. And you're looking at where, like I said, you got right now. If the All Star game started today, these would be your starting five for the East and West. We're gonna start. I'm gonna start out West because I'll say us for last. We the East Coast with the West, small forward, six foot eight. I would say Vincent Saint Mary, LeBron James, standing six foot seven, overseas. Luka Donitz. You hear that? Luka Donitz Luka. over over KD. Man, you know KD is pretty he, mad because people like get out there and voting for him. Yes. Paul George. That's crazy. I ain't voted for an All-Star game in years, though. Right. <laughs> Paul, look, Paul George. PG-13. Steph Curry. <laughs> at, the, at the shooting guard. At the point guard spot, Derrick Rose. When I seen this, Derrick Rose as one NBA top scorers, and, and Charles Barkley said, "This is why." He said, "Just like this, this is why y'all dummy shouldn't let people vote, let the fans vote." Because he said, "We don't know what we what we we'll talking about, what we we'll saying. We watch the same game like you watch the same game. Just because you on TV, what you say? Niggas right. look at her, D Rose. Right, <laughs> right. right. When, when I'm saying when Charles Barkley called people dummies." And idiots and morons on TV. I feel like he disrespecting everybody because even though you up there and he played NBA basketball, it's a lot of guys that's at home watching this TV that play overseas basketball, play some type of basketball, and got probably some knowledge better than him because sometimes he says some stuff we don't agree with. But at the end of the day, Darren Rose, what he went through for the last couple of years, you got to realize he's one of the youngest MVPs in the NBA playing for the Chicago Bulls, he put that city on his back. Then to go down with a, then to go down with an injury like that. And they trying to put Derrick Rose in that same class with the Penny Hardaways, the Tracy McGrady's, the Grant Hills, those type of players of that caliber with these type of injuries. But for Derrick Rose to bounce back like how he did, well deserve it. You can't write this type of stuff. This stuff you write in Hollywood. 
You can't write this. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't. This is a Hollywood type story. Like, like Derrick Rose. Who ever thought that Derrick Rose would be the one of the one of the point guards to lead the All Star game in voting? Then you got James Harden in the third. That's a Cinderella type story right there. Derrick Rose. He's he's my he has my vote for most improved player right now. If not six men a year too to go up there with that. D Rose. But what some what people ain't talking about, like was real low key. Uh-huh. On the East Coast, the second leading guard in votes is Dwayne Wade. I don't Dwayne. even know how many games Dwayne Wade played this year. <laughs> He's like second leading in guard votes. I think due to that, you know, his wife Gabrielle Union, they just had a baby girl. And True. you're looking at where how many games he missed and he still come back and lead the East for guards and voted. And as you look at Giannis Antetokounmpo leads all everybody in the East overall vote getter. You got Giannis, Kawhi the Hand Leonard, Joe Process Embiid, Kyrie Uncle Drew, Mr. Wade County, and you got my guy Kimbo Walker Walker. And I've been telling people this for years by me living here in Charlotte now. And for last. What's, what's it? Seven years I've been down here. I've been telling people this for the last six six years. Me and my wife knew Kim Walker would be be special. He we knew he was going to be special when we sat down and watched the Big East tournament. Man, I missed that tournament. Uh, and you looking at what what he did in that tournament, Kimball Walker and playing with Jeremy tournament. Lamb, he took over that tournament. Game when it shot. He got the legal step back. He got the deadliest step back, but it's legal. I never forget that dude on Connecticut. Just he fell. I gotta find that gift right now. That mean right now. I'm <laughs> just breaking down. And, and like you know, a lot of people don't know this while we doing this podcast. Everybody don't know that I am from Cleveland and moved to Charlotte. Hey, Kimber Walker. It's a special, it's a special guy. I've been telling people if you don't have the NBA league pass, trust me, you'll be in, you you you'll be in for a treat because Kimba Walker on any given night can put up thirty to forty points, easy, easy. Look, <laughs> he's not the fastest by far. He's not the strongest. It's Kimba Walker, by watching him up close and personal and sitting like behind the benches of some of these NBA games when I see him play, Kimba Walker is all about angles. He has a mean jab step. If he jab step, one thing I noticed, I pay attention to him real closely. If you, if when Kimba Walker jab step left, he's coming back right with a crossover, then go back left. And having defenders just standing in there stuck, stuck his hand. He's. And one thing about him, when he's hot, he's hot. K- young Kimball Walker, I call him. I call him. I call him the big cat man. He's so smooth, man. Because <laughs> you don't know, like most point guards bring the ball up the left side of or the right side of the court. Kimball Walker brings the ball up every court, every time up the court, right up the middle, right up the middle. Right. True. So that's what I like. Point guard fashion. True. Old school. General. Dwayne Wade, though. We noticed his last year, Sweet 16. His last year in the league. If you can give me one good memory of Dwayne Wade, what would your be? Your memory would be? When he, 
he dunked all over Anderson Barajo. Was Ooh. that the Christmas game? Christmas game. Hey. And he fell into the support, the basket support. Like, damn, Andy, you want to do, but whew. I think on that play, he threw the, I think he was saving the ball for going out of bounds. He threw the ball, I think, behind Sasha's pad of his back and went to the hole and jammed on Wild Man. <laughs> it was so bad. His hair just flying everywhere. The Cavs <laughs> caught a timeout and took Andy out of the game. <laughs> the American Airlines are in it. I think one thing I remember about Dwayne Wade, you know, everybody going to say the infamous alley-oop, him or LeBron James is the iconic pitcher. I think I remember Dwayne Wade as the the guy from the, the skinny kid from Marquette University playing with Steve Novak, and they went on that Final Four run to the Final Four. And when you watch the Final Four, it's a it's a lot of nice guys. And I thought every single thing he had the, the it factor, ball head, taking cast of the hole. He put that team on his back to go to the Final Four. I think that's one of my that's what I remember him most for being the Final Four and making a name for making a name for himself. He became a household name that night. Every year in the Final Four, it's always that one guy. Who's going to have that one shining moment? And I think Dwayne Wade had that one shining moment with that. He will be truly be missed in the NBA. And I always tell people Dwayne Wade, to me, my, just my opinion, he is the third best shooting guard that I ever watched with my eyes in the NBA. First would be, of course, none other than the GOAT Michael Jordan. Then right behind him would Jordan be... Speaking of Charlotte... <laughs> Mamba mentality, Kobe Bryant. You got to put Dwayne Wade up there. He's, Dwayne Wade is the best blocking shooting guard in NBA history. Hands down, Dwayne Wade is a Hall of Famer. And people don't give him credit for it. One thing I like about he didn't chase the rings. The rings came and chose him. And the reason I'm saying this is because Shaq. I look at that old Miami Heat roster team with Dwayne Wade. Shaq came yeah. down there. Antoine Walker came down there. Jason Williams came, came. Down, came down there. Gary Payton came down there. Antoine Walker came down there. James Posey came down there. <laughs> and you looking at one person I always feel bad for was Eddie Jones because I thought every time Eddie Jones was about to get a ring, he's get traded. He gets shipped off. <laughs> he had Shaq in the ring. He got traded to Charlotte <laughs> for Kobe. He go to Miami. I think he's about to get one. He get traded. I mean, there's no other way that you can explain about Dwayne Wade. He's a special guy. And you can piggyback. Back in t- summer 2010, Dwayne Wade didn't leave Miami. We talk about a four-time MVP at the time. LeBron James went down to Miami for Dwayne Wade. Chris Botts, Mike Miller, Ray Allen. These guys came and chased the rings with Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade ain't got to say nothing. Like, what are you going to say? They never question Dwayne Wade's legacy, but LeBron James' legacy will always get questioned. He's the numero uno first-round draft pick, and you can never get nobody to come play with him. That's all I'm going to say. That's just sad. And it's sad. So so we're going to go off to the NBA. We can go to college basketball. Right now, if your team in the NBA has no more than 
12 wins, you are officially an NBA lottery team. <laughs> and it's early <laughs> to say this. And the Cavaliers making their tanking look so awful and so bad and so noticeable. They told J.R. Smith, we're not going to release you. We're not going to cut you. We're not going to trade you. Go home. We're going to give you Just go home million. and chill. What type of... Just I, go home kept, and chill, bro. I wish my boss would come and say, hey, <laughs> I wish my boss would say, hey, Dante, I'm like, what's up, Joe? Hey, man, you go home. Go home for the rest of the year. We still going to pay you all the incentives. J.R. Smith ain't going to play basketball. They're going to wait till his contract up, wait till he's a free agent, and take J.R. Smith off the books. Dan Gilbert is so stubborn as an owner. He don't want to trade J.R. Smith to a team because I think J.R. Smith has – well, I think he have a no-trade clause where he has to be traded to a team of his liking and destination. You already know what J.R. Smith is thinking. Hey, hey, Jan, send me to L.A. LeBron, I got to play with Big Brown. And Dan Gilbert ain't going for that. If the Cavaliers right now – I think that first-round draft pick the Cavaliers got, is that from Boston Celtics, a protective pick? The Isaiah Thomas trade, I believe. Yeah. No, so, uh, yeah, no, they got that. That was a uh, that's a young bull. That's a young bull. They turned that into. <laughs> the young bull. Hmm. The young bull. So I'm looking at where and the Cavaliers had the first pick. Second right now would be go to the New York Knicks. Third would be Chicago. Fourth would be Phoenix. And in the top four picks, you're looking at the Cavaliers, say, for instance, the Cavaliers do get the number one pick, one or two. I think the Cavaliers probably end up with Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, two, to New York. I don't think Cam Raddus would be – I don't think Cam Raddus would be a top three pick. I think he'd be more of a four or five off that. The kid from Michigan is a lottery pick. Love his game. He plays very, plays very well. Good ball handler. Um, you could do it all. And you know Tom Izzo got some kids, but the person I feel sorry is Bobo went down with that injury like that because he was looking promised as a lottery pick. Maybe he still could be a lottery pick for Oregon. It's unfortunate what happened to him. Depending on who got the pick, who is that? It's some good teams in the top 10, ain't it? They, and, they got the pick from trades like Boston. Boston in the top ten. Boston in the top ten. Top 10 they can take a flyer on them. You know, like yeah, they they said they can pick Bobo, and you know, be like, hey, if it work out, it work out. If it don't, like we really don't need you. Exactly. And and the one the one thing about this this draft, nobody's not talking about the, they they not talking about no one else. The main two guys everybody be talking about is RJ, RJ Bear, and Zion Williamson. They acting like these are the only two guys that play college basketball. And all we know, these guys can be a bust. I keep telling everybody, will Zion Williamson come on and be the next Anthony Bennett? Yes, he's 6'8", he's chiseled. It's, he yeah, it's very possible. He can fly out to gym. And you're looking at what if he get that one injury and he sit out for a season and he come back overweight. Cause he got like he 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 looks to me he's he that guy. That, cheeseburgers. Oh yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a couple of cheeseburgers away from being Charles Barkley size within the blank of a speeding <laughs> bullet. There's a lot of things I like about his game. Yes, 
He's a he's already got the the um the backboard shot down to the pack, depending on the on the glass. Um he's very athletic and explosive, but the one thing he do need to he need to work on shooting free throws, work on his three point shooting, he gotta find that jumper. And I always tell guys too when I was, back when I was training kids when I first moved down here, the one thing that is lost about basketball it's the 15-footer mid-range. Everybody goes out to the three-point line and shoot threes. And most kids, and the first thing they do, they chuck up a three and becomes a straight air ball. You can feel it go right past you. Why are you shooting threes? They're going to tell you because Steph Curry can do it. I tell the kids this. You're not 6'3". And you ain't been shooting an NBA-sized basketball since you was 10. Because, therefore, you're not Steph Curry. Steph Curry been shooting a 29 and a half full-size basketball since he was 10. And you guys are here shooting a 26.5 basketball, which that is a youth basketball, and you still throwing up air balls. So other than that, layups and jumpers. Please and thank you. All right. Not enough goes into it. Like, if you get a range game, uh-huh. it's like a lost art in the league. You, that's like a commodity. Like, Because who shoots mid-range? Only what I was thinking. Demar Derozan. Demar Derozan <laughs> shoot the fifteen footer. Russell Westbrook got the fifteen footer. And I believe that's the only guy that really hits the fifteen. Those two guys hit the fifteen footer. Everybody else either shoot threes or drive to the hole. Like th- those I, two I names. Mean, that's why Popovich got Demar Derozan because he can hit the fifteen footer, and people are looking at why he need Demar Derozan. De- Demar Derozan, if he can't get to that cup. He can hit the 15-footer. No problem. Right, and the defense is nowadays just giving to him. Like, yeah, go ahead and shoot them. Like, statistically, they're a bad shot, but if they're going to be wide open, they turn into a good shot. And if you're knocking them down consistently, uh-huh. that opens up a whole lot of other stuff in the game. I just want to see where Popovich take his, his game to the next level in the playoffs. You, We know DeMar DeRozan shoot off in the, in the playoffs. I think he shoot like 21% in the NBA playoffs. Yeah, he does. Him and his, his butt buddy, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. They MIA during the playoffs. <laughs> in the action. Never, like, right. Kyle Lowry, another one. He could have a game. All right, last year in the Pen against the Cavaliers in the, um, in the playoffs. I think he had a game where I think if he had, like, 17 points. Then he was just out there. The, what, they went like, I think the Cavaliers was six or seven with them. And... He was absent. He was there, but he he but he was absent. Oh, what Kyle Lowry hit this game, man? You know, man, Kyle Lowry had eleven points, man. He was three for thirteen. That's a point guard. Like, how is he three for thirteen? Unbelievable. I just think everybody would shoot threes, and I think if if guys start shooting other threes and st- and start scoring more with a fifteen footer, we good. We good. More roundabout game. Before we wrap this so, up, so right now, who, so who do you, uh, who's your MVP, your rookie of the year? Before we M- close out, right before, now. Before we close out, my MVP. Right now, I already said it earlier. I'm, I'm gonna say James Harden, just, just because of what he's doing, keeping them numbers up. But we've seen somebody else do that before, and the same thing. He didn't get the MVP that year, which is Kobe Bryant. 
I'm gonna I'm, I'm stick to my guns. I think right now I'll have to say Kawhi Leonard. This, yes, it's the East, but what he doing? But if you had a dark horse, I'm gonna say Kawhi Leonard's gonna be my favorite to win the MVP. But if I had a dark horse, I'm gonna go my guy the Joker and Denver Nuggets, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a joke. He's he's a he's a center. And you look up, you look at the stats sheet. He's stuffing. He can have fifteen points, fifteen rebounds, go along with like eight assists, three blocks, and it's going oh notice because he's playing in Denver, another small market city that has a basketball team that guns on notice because he's putting in work. Look at the guys he's putting in work. A Jamal Murray. He just got back Willie Barton back. Um, and Willie Barton to me is a poor man Jamal's Crawford. Uh, <laughs> rookie of the year, rookie of the year I had it at first. It was going to be DeAndre Ayton from Phoenix, but Luka Doncic came in and put the league on notice. Luka. He well, won me Luka. over. He, he had was it a week ago? He had that stat back on James Harden. My God! Then he had one. Like James take some of this. Right. <laughs> some of his own medicine. That, Look, Mark Dean had one the other night on KD. The ball went in, straight draws. So, Luka Doncic, <laughs> Luka Doncic will be my rookie of the year. Kawhi Leonard. I have to agree with that. Uh, he my dark horse MVP, Luka Doncic. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, my MVP. It might change again. It might be Giannis on the Kumbo because Giannis put up numbers too. Uh, most improved. I'm going with Derrick Rose, man. Oh, D. Rose, most improved. We're gonna give him two awards, huh? I gotta give MVP him two awards. Most improved, <laughs> most improved. Derrick Rose. It's kind of hard because I'm gonna go with Ty with this one. Six men a year. I'm gonna go Derrick Rose, and also I got Lou Williams. Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going. I'm going with Paul George. Easily, easily. Paul George, and right behind him, I'm going to say uh, Victor Oladipo. That, that's the reason. I, Draymond Green trying to get the defensive player of the year, boy, so he can get that extra three or four million on, on his contract. And they ain't going to happen because he's going so much out for it. I think he's really hurt. So, MVP, yeah, Kawhi. Yeah, MVP, Kawhi. Six men of the year. I'm going to go Lou Williams. We can beat Derrick Rose, too, because Derrick Rose put up some good numbers. Uh, most improved player, I'm going to go Derrick Rose. Defensive player of the year, I'm going to go with uh, Paul George. Coach of the year, uh, coach of the year, that could be that could be uh, Brandon Malone, the Denver Nuggets. He could be a candidate. And you got Boonhoser for the Milwaukee Bucks. So I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets with their coach of the year, Brandon Malone. Also, was a former assistant coach for the Cavaliers, too, as well. And I'm GM of the year. <sighs> GM of the year. Masai. Masai Majiri. Masai Majiri. With that, yeah, with that move right there. That's not a. Because you got to think, he got, the, he got Nick Nurse. He's yep. doing an outstanding job. And he got uh, Kawhi. I don't know, too. Two good moves right there. Well, at least they look like it right now. Right. Yeah. Because he got he got rid of what DeMar DeRozan and, what, and, and Porto, Porto to the Spurs. 
with the with the Rosen yeah. and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, yeah. He dropped that. the coach of the year, Dwayne K for the for Nick Nurse. Yeah. And Nick Nurse came with his philosophy as the coach. He can't go wrong with mm-hmm. that. He definitely can't go wrong with that. Um before we head out, I know we I know we reached that way over the forty five minute mark. We are getting ready for the divisional championships. AFC, NFC. You got four teams remaining. You got the you got the Kansas City Chiefs, and you got the Patriots coming to Arrowhead. You know we went to school with Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And the other game, you got the Saints taking on the Rams. You know I call the New Orleans Saints, Big Ten South, and Alabama South. <laughs> <laughs> You look at their guys, most of their guys on the Saints are from Ohio State. They're running backs are from Alabama. Before somebody say, you don't know what we're talking about, I'm about to, I got to let everybody know, I watch college football because now I'm an SEC and ACC country now, but I'm still the big Ten <laughs> guy at heart. But at the end of the day, Alvin Kamara, that running back, went to Alabama and transferred. And went to Tennessee. And when he left, I think he had some trouble. I'm going to talk about people past. It's not for me to talk about Dwell on. Let's put it like this. It wasn't so hot for him in Alabama. He transferred over to Tennessee. And you look at their backfield. And one thing I'm going to get Sean Payton for, he loved Ohio State players. He loved Big Ten players. We're reliable. They're doable. And the reason I say that because, and that's one of my favorites to be in the Super Bowl, I'm picking the Saints to beat the Rams just because Marcus Peters, a lot of people don't know that as Marshawn Lynch's cousin. He said, told everybody in New Orleans to get ready to eat some gumbo when you come down there because he sent everybody home in New Orleans to eat gumbo. So I'm going with the Saints. I'm going with the Saints over the Rams by four points. And I'm taking the Chiefs at home. This is their first, this is their first time representing the AFC Championship since 1994, Marcus. I am 33 years old. The last time they represented the AFC championship, dude, I was in the fourth grade. I think at I that time, born. <laughs> born, <yes. laughs> at that time, <laughs> at that time, I think Joe Montana was their quarterback, the real goat. Sorry, folks, Tom Brady's not the goat. And I'm, and I'm keep saying this because everybody keeps saying how you the goat and you lose in the finals. And the reason I brought this up because I always say LeBron James on the goat because. He's three and six in the was it three and six in the NBA Finals, I believe, Marcus. And and I'm looking at Tom Brady. He's five and three in Super Bowls. Michael Jordan is the goat because he's what six and zero. Oh. Bill Russell's the goat because he's eleven and zero. Oh. Uh, I'm looking at Joe Montana in Super Bowls. He's five and zero. Oh. When you have that O next to your name, you can go goat. Kobe Bryant is a goat. Because Kobe Bryant is what? Kobe Bryant is five and two in the NBA Finals. Five and two. He lost to Boston and uh, Detroit. Detroit. Well, that Detroit team you ran like was off the court. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, it was better than what people expected. <laughs> but since I'm down here, like I tell everybody, I'm all Big Ten country because I got the flag in the background. Got the music going off. <laughs> this is what we do, man. 
we dot the I for the I. You know what I'm saying? And I'm looking at is where it is. So a lot of things going on in the NFL. There's more we could talk about. I guess we said that for another time. Start us off, I do a get on topic, but we're going to say that for next Tuesday. But Super Bowl champions would be the Saints. Who you got? Your, who you think going to come out with those four teams remaining? I'm going with Tiger Nation. I'm going with the, the Chiefs. We're going I'm picking Chiefs. Kelsey and the boys. You're going Kelsey with Travis Kelsey. Going with T. Kelsey. With the, uh, with the quarterback. Uh, I call him the, uh, the, the Steph Curry of the NFL. <laughs> I call him Kermit the Frog. got that raspy voice. And people don't realize that, that the quarterback for the Chiefs his dad played MLB baseball. You look at the way he throw the ball. He throws a sidearm. That's number pitching velocity on that ball. He can move that ball in different directions. This dude threw a no-look pass, man. A, a no-look <laughs> pass in the game. Patrick Mahomes, as people say, Patrick Mahomes, threw a no-look pass. Threw a no-look pass Mr. in the Pitch. game. And it went, it went straight into Tyreek Hill's hand, man. I'm looking like, dude, just imagine. Baker Mayfield is offensive rookie of the year. My God, Baker Mayfield. And people can't believe it because they thought Saquon Barkley should have won it. I said, look, guys, no no offense to, to Giants Nation out there. As they say, the G-Men, Blue Big, what they call themselves, Big Blue Nation too as well. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at where, dude, I think, I think the Giants won, what, five, five games? Y'all wasn't nowhere close to winning your division. The Browns is right there. And you got to look at the Browns. is 0-16 last year. 0-16. And I tell people, put the Browns schedule up, they lost most of their games by either by a field goal or six points. And all they needed was a quarterback. I feel like I'm taking this from Tony because Tony talks about it all the time. He said, if you get the Browns a quarterback, they can score points. And the Browns got the quarterback, and what happened? They scoring. They start scoring points. We go. And <laughs> one thing, I do like Colin Cowherd. He always taking Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's that good. He, he is good. He's good as advertised. He won yeah. Rich yeah. of the Year. Everywhere he been on, everywhere he been at, excuse me, everywhere he been at, he had to walk on and fight for a spot. Texas A&M. He, had, he beat the quarterback off of that spot. He goes to Oklahoma. Walk on. Beat the quarterback for that spot. He comes to Cleveland. <laughs> he beat the quarterback. Sorry, Tyrod. Sorry, Tyrod. Either you got injured and you came back from a concussion, you took your spot. And one thing I'm going to say about Tyrod, kudos to him for handling that situation like a true veteran. Anybody else in the league who lost a star position in any sports would have been crying and complaining about how they need their, their spot back. Right, we ain't, he heard, we ain't hear nothing else from him. You never that. heard from Tyrod Taylor. He's just that, real cool. This is what, this is what I heard from Tyrod Taylor. I go on, I go on Twitter, right, Marcus? I look at his, I look at his Twitter. This, this is what I heard from Tyrod Taylor since he came back from that injury. I think I want to say week six, week seven. He's over, I think in Paris for the fashion show, all dripped up. I said that's what I heard about how Tyrod Taylor's overseas at a fashion show. And I like, I like, I like the chances. I like what the NFL is doing. It's not, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. But you go with the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I got the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs and Saints playing each other in the Super Bowl. 
Hey, I'm gonna have the Saints win the Super Bowl. I'm gonna by ten points. I'll say that final score gonna be a, it's gonna be a shootout. I'm gonna say that final score be thirty. I'm gonna say that final score gonna be thirty five, thirty eight. No, thirty five. I'm gonna go thirty five forty. I'm gonna go thirty five forty two. I agree with that, but the opposite direction, obviously. <laughs> I think it's gonna be if it's the Saints versus the Chiefs. It's going to be that for any of them teams. If Even if, if the Saints don't come out, if it's the Rams and the Chiefs, it's going to be a high-scoring game. But I definitely think the Patriots are going to lose. <laughs> Patriots ain't going back. No, I think it's time for Tom Brady to hang it up because he got Rob Gronkowski complimenting about retirement. Body's beat up, man. When he's, your, when he's the primary weapon, everybody knows who's getting the ball. He's just a human. He's just a, a, a human punching bag out there. Everybody taking his handle, and his body can't take no more. I think Rob Gronkowski would be a good actor in Hollywood. I think he just should fall back and be that because he's a likable dude. Like he's a likable dude. Who don't like Rob Gronkowski? Who don't like Gronk? First and foremost, everybody loves Gronkowski. He's I mean, pretty cool. He's pretty cool, white boy. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's gonna be it for today, folks. I'm Tay Wiggs. This is Mark Sr. We live from the man case after hours. We out of here. Peace. Peace.